Jackie Robinson didn't just fight racism, he also fought Cthulhu. This is spoilers. It's true. Surprise, surprise, gang. I actually thought of my own spoiler this week, which is incredible because <laughs> typically I ice pap the last minute. But I am your partial host today, Stevie. Uh, and today we are going to be spoiling, kind of breaking down the new HBO series, Lovecraft Country. Pap, Josh, you guys want to introduce yourselves? Yeah, this is Pappy, recording from Louisville, Colorado. Uh, classic spoilers format, doing two episodes of a TV show in one spoilers episode, but a week late, recapping what was like two weeks ago. So We don't get advanced feelings, though. We have to do this the same with the audience. It's just hard. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, this is Evergreen too. So years from now, if you're listening to the Lovecraft Country retrospective, enjoy. Spoilers galore. (laughs) Hello, this is Josh from Goshen. And not only did we do The Last Dance and Mandalorian two episodes per spoilers episode, we also tend to give the TV shows we review lots and lots of yeses. You guys notice that? I mean, I haven't... Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think I've given a TV show besides Game of Thrones, which very much so deserved it, a no yet. I don't factor in TV shows into our stats that I publish occasionally, because I want the longs to remain around the 50% yes (laughs) mark. I don't want to skew them with too many (laughs) extra yeses. Yeah, I think like Rick and Morty got all yeses. The Last Dance may have just had one no in all of that. One person, one episode. But yeah, we maybe we just review the TV shows we like a lot. Yeah, it's always fun. Um, this is a really interesting show, especially the way it starts out. Um, Pat, did you love the intro as much as I did? Like the initial dream sequence? Oh, yeah, the dream sequence. Because the first 20 minutes as a whole are pretty slow but this first like five minutes or so dream sequence is freaking amazing and that's like where your spoiler comes from right you have jackie robinson fighting cthulhu you have like all of these like lovecraftian sci-fi roman soldiers out there wow real brave stevie you spoiled the prologue real brave spoiler (laughs) hey i had to do something (laughs) it reminds me of lord of the rings when you spoiled the prologue in one episode and then left the rest of it too to okay, us. that's fair. But like, yeah, that was great. We talked about this on the color out of space. I'm not very familiar with a lot of Lovecraft references, so a lot of this reminded me of Watchmen, where I don't like. I'm not necessarily familiar of a lot of the references I'm supposed to be getting from like the source material, but just the remix of the 2020, you know, ideals makes it very watchable. Well, I've read a little Lovecraft, and of everything I know about him, the most interesting thing that I'd like to say on the pod is that he had some writings and kind of confessionals towards the end of his life where he really questioned where he got his source material and like where he was divining that from. So something about Lovecraft has always piqued people's interest because it's almost like uh, do you guys get what I'm saying? Like he was telling these stories, but some other source was giving to them. They weren't like his original ideas. Does that make sense? Really? Yeah, like through dreams and like things he would see, like very bizarre stuff. Well, I, I, kind of cool. It's though. hard to say that like all of his writings were divinely inspired because they talk about like one of his poems on the show. He 
wrote some pretty fucked up stuff. Like he's a really bad no, guy. No, yeah. yeah. And that's a good point. I wouldn't say by angels. I think we're talking more about like trips and like entities and stuff, not like God. Hmm. Real weird, <laughs> real weird stuff, man. Real weird. Yeah. Um, this show, I think, uh, it, it's so strange. Like what happened to Watchmen when people freaked out about Watchmen because Damien Lindelof, um, brought a lot of kind of like what Pat said 2020 into that show and it, I've never read uh, the book or this first material for Lovecraft Country but it feels kind of in the same vein and it also makes sense um, especially with the story they're trying to tell um, Josh in this first episode what did you kind of find the most interesting I guess you could say like, the most interesting part about it whether it be like the cops or the monster reveal or you know kind of the character interplay uh, you know, I think we'll get to the monsters in time here because they're so dynamic in this. But one thing I kept thinking about today after I'd watched the episodes was how they show like downtown Chicago as like, like basically like everyday hometown USA, fun, safe, happy, good, like, I don't know. There's like a block party and people having fun. And I think in a lot of things we see today. Chicago is portrayed as sterile at best and at worst uh, crime ridden and murder and bullets and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, isn't there some tensions with like the, like the hydrant and stuff, right? Like at at first, like they don't want them to pull it. And then like later on during the music thing, they pull it. Uh, it's very idyllic, I would say too, and I, I like how we see, like the the family in the morning, the Uncle George and his wife, and like that whole dynamic, like just seeing them kind of like cuddling in bed and stuff. Like, it's a very wholesome beginning to the story. A nice little ground base that we get here. Yeah, and especially, I mean, I love our main character too. Like Uncle George is awesome. And so is, uh, what is her name in the story? Is it, uh, Letitia? Uh, Letty? Like, Letty, like from yeah. Fast and Furious? Yeah, I mean, I love, like, Letty how the two, I mean, <laughs> um, I like how the three of them kind of get set out in their own journey, especially with Uncle George, who is pretty much a green book writer, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have Tick, who's going to look after, going to, trying to find his dad, and, I wasn't taught this in school, but did you guys have any idea of Sundown Towns? <sighs> I had heard of that, and I think I had suppressed that memory. It's so terrible. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, Josh, you li- you live in a, a town that was a Sundown Town. Goshen or Elkhart or Goshen? Really? Yeah, Goshen was a Sundown Town for a long time. So, for those who may not have seen this or just listened to the pod, Sundown Town is like. Basically, you are not allowed to be in the town if you are black after the sun goes down, but punishable by death, apparently, in a lot of cases. And um, we get a, some really cool tent scenes at sundown with these old cars on county roads kind of trucking through. And it's interesting because there's this like weird line between like being lawful and not like he's racing away from this crooked cop but at the same time he doesn't want to go faster than 25 miles an hour 
because he'll get pulled over by the mm-hmm. crooked cop. It's really crazy. <laughs> and then not only that, like he gets out of the county only to be ambushed by a bunch of cops who are just waiting for him. Like it, no matter what he did, he was totally like fucked. Yeah, that was a great level of suspense they played with. It was constantly, you know, the cop going after him. They're constantly looking at the uh, mile per hour gauge, looking at the sun. I mean, it was a real race, and you're like, oh, my God, he made it. And right when he gets over that hill, there's, you know, cops blocking the road. I thought that was kind of a great, you know, level of suspense they played with. Uh, But, yeah, also with sundown towns, you weren't allowed to own any kind of property or anything, um, pretty much with sundown towns, if you're an African-American, you were allowed to work in the town, uh, and that was it. So the town in this first episode, Simmonsville, they do this great job of building things up, and it's kind of subtle, but if you look for it, like, every other person in the town who's white, who, like, maybe walks by a window or kind of drives by slowly, like, really eyes them down, like, purposefully... Even if they're in the background, and it just adds to this just feeling of tension rising. Uh, did you guys catch that? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, especially with the um, the diner sequence. The diner yeah. scene was awesome. Like you have the guy like just storming out right at the beginning, uh, and you're like, oh, that's a really bad sign. And then <laughs> and then the whole like busboy thing too, because like the busboy. I was listening to a podcast of like the writer kind of talking about this. The busboy isn't necessarily you know, violent or like part of the KKK, but he's also not like on the side of the black people, right? He's just kind of a bystander who calls, uh, calls in the, the KKK or, or whatever, the, the fire department, I guess, who's racist, which is another whole thing too. It's like even the fire department is full of racists. Yeah. I looked at, I looked at a little more layered, uh, with the bus boy at kind of like, you know, I don't know this kid's history whatsoever, but it was kind of almost like if my boss catches me in here serving you, I'm probably either going to get fired or my ass kicked. Well, that's like why they were there, right? Like he had, he heard it was an okay place and they were checking it out. But like the last time they served black people, it got burned down or something. Mm -hmm. They're talking about like, why was the white house white? White. yeah. Yeah. And there's this little detail where they're like, well, first of all, it's so cathartic when she finally runs out of the hallway yelling, let's get the fuck out of here. I think it's yeah. the first F word they use in the show. And it's just like, yeah, get out of there, please. And then Uncle George like gets up, but also grabs like a handful of mints and takes them <laughs> on the road with them. It's that really cracked me up. Yeah, it's almost kind of I mean, it was a kind of a comedic moment. Also somewhat scary when they're actually getting chased out of the town. But Uncle George is like, you could definitely tell that Letty and Tick were not happy with sit down, we can eat here just like anybody else. It was almost kind of like that now is the time not to be brave because they really want to kill us. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, did you guys notice when that car was chasing after him? I don't know what kind of car it was, but like, what flipped that car full of the races coming after him? Wizardry. Was it just wizardry? A ghost car at so. a force field is full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, force field. Man. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely kind of the first sign of this show where it's like, I mean, outside the intro of like, okay, this show's a tad weird. But well, what um, do you think Pap of? Would, oh, sorry, real quick. What do you think of the uh, CGI and the effects, Stevie? Like, I, I think it looks pretty good. Like, I, the budget on this must be fucking crazy per episode. 
Well, I told you this in the first episode, like with the first episode. I mean, this movie in my mind could have been a movie on its own. Yeah. Like just with the entire story, they I mean, even just a bottle episode of the story they were trying to tell. Like what should have Stevie the first episode or the like first the first episode. two episodes? For just the first episode. Gotcha. Uh, could have just been a movie on its own. I thought the idea of, you know, getting stuck out in the woods with these, you know, backwoods KKK redneck, you know, police law that are just taking shit in their own hands, which unfortunately happened in real life down the south. But um, also, I thought the monster reveal was just fantastic and the layers they added to it. But Pap, to, add, to like actually answer your question, I thought the CGI was great. Mm-hmm. Especially on the monsters, too. Uh, I thought they looked awesome. Yeah, it really went all out. And that first opening sequence, like, it kind of reminded me of something out of Game of Thrones. Like, this is like top tier horror television. You know, I mean, make maybe the highest produced horror TV show I've ever seen, right? Like, I can't think of anything even close to it. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, especially with just the set pieces they were using. And the CGI, like you said, looked really top notch. And I loved, 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 um, when they finally get to the cabin and uh, Uncle George is out in the woods and Letty and Tick are in there with the uh, sheriff and the sheriff's deputy, I believe. Um, and there's another layer of these aren't just monsters, but when you get bit by one or even killed by one, you start to turn into one of these things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Vampire werewolf things. Atticus is like, I had to shoot the sheriff. <laughs> I shot the sheriff. <laughs> no Clapton references on this pod. Okay, thank that's you. a Bob Marley reference. That's a Bob Marley reference. Okay. No one hears that song goes Clapton. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> well, yeah, my bad. <laughs> well, I mean, these cops may have, but normal yeah. people don't connect it to connect it to them at all. But um, the one thing about too about the monsters and the hyper violence that kind of ensues with them is that it's really fun. I think it's because it's in the context of some more realistic, uh, like when they're in the chasing with the cops and when the cops have him and are using their power and being racist against him, that feels like a different level of uh, gritty scariness or something. And it's almost like when the monsters and stuff come into play, you can just more relax and enjoy that. Does that make sense at all? <laughs> A hundred percent. Yeah, like, I was way more nervous in scenes like the diner, like, legitimately nervous for, like, the characters versus, like, it's almost, like, so chaotic, those, the monster sequences, that they're not, they don't have the same amount of tension, but in a great way. Like, this show is very intense, and and I mean that in, like, the best possible way. Like, different kinds of intensity are happening, be it, you know, racial tension or, like, jump scare tension. Like, when that first monster jumps out and like bites the cop when those guys are at the ground like that is a legendary jump scare like i almost shit my pants like when that happened it's almost cathartic in a way like where you guys see like you can actually like relax uh when these cops are just scared shitless and i think one of them got bitten in half like immediately off the jump and i thought like the lighting and the setting looked great there's a great pullback of outside the cabin where these things are just surrounding them even in the trees and that's when kind of the dog whistle uh really pulls these things off and that's pretty much the end of episode one you know what is is it sorry for stumbling there 
I think the actual ending of episode one, isn't it the birth of one of those things? Or am I misremembering? That, that happens can't be right. at some point where she's pulling it out of a cow. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, that's completely wrong. They're just walking up <laughs> to like the big castle at the end of episode yeah, one. Yeah, and that's where we meet super weird butler where he's like, you've never left. We've been expecting you. Getting so many Watchmen vibes from this whole sequence too. Like not all, I mean, everything we talked about too, like remixing uh, pop culture or, you know, something from the culture with 2020 racial overtones. But then, like, this whole house, like, I, I don't know, what's his name? Stevie in uh, Watchmen? Uh, the Ozzy? Ozymandias, Ozymandias, right? Like, his mm-hmm. whole, with his, yeah, like, weird, his whole butler thing, like, that, re- like, exactly reminded me of, like, what was going on in this house. Yeah, it's, um, there is a lot of Watchmen vibes, but I also think it's kind of its own thing. No, for sure. Um, there, yeah. yeah, I mean... The reason I kind of loved Watchmen as much as I did is the idea that uh, Watchmen exists within the universe and it tells a completely different story. But how do I put this? I thought the episode did a great job of taking us into episode two. Um, This almost makes me think that... Do you guys get the feeling the first two episodes were like kind of its own pilot? Like episode one and two felt extremely connected, and then after episode two, which we'll get into, I have no idea where it's going from here. I was asking if it's going to be like, and, and again, this might be my lack of Lovecraft knowledge. If like each episode is going to be them kind of entering one of the stories or something, because Uncle George references in some story, right, about like the house collapsing and someone imagining their partners or something you, you remember what i'm talking about like it seems like it was a very specific literary reference mm-hmm. and i'm wondering if like each episode's going to be a self-contained lovecraft story probably like leading up to like cthulhu or something at the end interesting i would love that personally well i'm kind of stumped too because of how much ground they've already covered in two episodes i think they could have made a whole season out of the first two episodes um like there's a bit in the Sorry, there's a bit at the beginning of the second episode where they're like, the uncle and Letty can't like remember what happened last night, and like they keep getting their memory wiped, and you're wondering like, <laughs> is Atticus crazy? Is he in shell shock? And like, that's okay, but in a normal TV show, that ends up getting like really played and frustrating by the end of a season or episode, but. That is only like a third of the episode, and they kind of move beyond that. Like, literally, a wizard saying, snap fingers, okay, they can remember everything now. And I feel like that's just like a quintessential example of how this has moved so quickly. So yeah, what are they going to do in episodes 3 through 12, now that they're already to the mansion, and the mansion's destroyed? 2 felt great, because, I mean, these first two episodes cover so much ground, but 2... My my big fear with 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 uh, this show was we're going to be at the mansion for the next six episodes or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's, I did not want that at all. That's like that was like God. I really kind of want to get out of this mansion because you only do this for so long, where it almost becomes like soap opery. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea that they burned down the mansion just in the second episode, which you thought was going to be this grandstanding thing for an entire season, I thought was awesome. They have exactly. pulled a couple like dead not dead tricks a couple times like i thought there was no way letty was gonna survive that shot to the stomach but 
Mm-hmm. Uncle George is dead dead, right? Can we assume that? It'd be kind of cheap trick if he wasn't, I think, right? I'm looking at IMDb and he's credited for eight episodes of the series, but I don't know. I bet Probably flashbacks. That could be flashbacks. It could just be a misdirection. So, I mean, like, or his just... diary or something. Yeah. Pat, did you, I mean, Pat or Josh, did you guys like the overall kind of story with the second episode kind of of trying to bring a portal into the Garden of Eden? Hell yes. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> That is my stuff, man. I that and all the just like verses from the Bible they were using to like tell this creepy story. Yeah, that's my vibe. I love that stuff. <laughs> you know what, Pap? The more I think about it, and Josh has brought it up, Uncle George has to be in every episode. He's not dead. I would be fine he with is. it. Yeah, he's he's a great character. No, because what Josh just said where he was like reading literary, you know, Bible references and you brought up earlier that Uncle George is bringing up stories. Uncle George like kind of explains the worlds that we go into. Like he is the most well-read character in the entire show. Hmm. And I feel like the show would be missing something if we lost him. And he cucked Omar, which is pretty crazy. Oh, my God. Omar. <laughs> so, what is? Can, can we? I just want to talk through this to make sure I have this right. So, at some point, that Titus guy had sex with like a slave, and that's the the bloodline of the Freemans, who is Correct. Uncle George and Atticus and Omar, and both of them are part of this, which is why he was like able to like what do they call him like the son of an elder or something the son of sons son of sons so like he and that's like this whole thing got started is that is that where we're at but we don't know which one's the actual dad yeah which one is the actual dad it was such a weird thing but they're brothers so it doesn't matter right that's he either way he's the descendant of yeah yeah it came from his mom's side and there's a really cringy line that goes along with that when he like first comes in and like the grand master for lack of a better word makes some comment (laughs) like i didn't think he'd be so dark or something like that that was like kind of made my skin crawl a little bit yeah that was a really i I don't know the second episode goes into some really strange territory (laughs) yeah are they taking out his spleen (laughs) yeah and you think like He's like, you know, just being operated on. He's some poor bastard that's been kidnapped. But nope, he's just uh, serving up his spleen for cult reasons. Well, he's being kind of a little bitch about it. <laughs> that's like a very Greek <laughs> reference, right? Like eating his liver or something and like yeah. sacrificing to humanity. I don't know. I like what. So, what is the trying to get to the Garden of Eden? Is that going to be like an overarching thing? Do you think? I hope hope that was kind of a bottle episode yeah that's what i thought too i hope so too i do love that he pulls out a verse and his daughter has it memorized and he goes on to explain that in the bible adam names like the bible verses basically adam gives all the animals their names and then he Mm -hmm. interprets that to say it's not just about like a name it's about him participating in creation and that's what we don't get about this and I just think that kind of conjecture about like really old text stuff is really interesting. That's kind of why it tickles my brain, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I'm kind of a Josh in this one. I, I think a normal show would have, we'd be at this mansion forever. 
But, I mean, maybe it's just honestly bottle episodes from here on out. I don't know. Pap, is that your kind of feeling on it? I would hope so. Because... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 that's what I'm hoping for. I, I, if Atticus is kind of some like chosen one, this is some chosen family. I'm so down for that as well. But I hope we get into other Lovecraft stories. And like the other question that needs to be answered too. Like I'm not as even as interested as like if he can bridge to the Garden of Eden or whatever. Like the stuff with the Korean connection. Like when he's fighting that Korean yeah. lady, and like he makes a call to Korea at yeah, some point. Yeah, that phone call. Like, what do you think is going on with that, Stevie? Stevie question. Yeah, that's a Stevie question for sure. I have no freaking clue. I don't <laughs> have any idea whatsoever. Um, the only thing I can think of, remember that alien in the beginning that descended from the sky? Yeah. Yeah, that was and her too, right? That was her, right? Oh, I think so. Forgot about I that. I think that's her. What does that like, mean? I, I think she's I an think alien. I think the person that. No, I think I think that's how he envisioned like it in his mind when he was having a dream. But I think her in human form, like that's the person he's calling and talking with. What do you think it is? Like some sort of love affair with someone on the yes. opposite side of the military? Like he was fighting someone and loving them, basically. I have no clue. Uh, I, w- I don't even know because I mean he was in the Korean War, right? Yes. Class- classic fight to the death that turns into sex. <laughs> 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 that actually is a very annoying trope in movies. But, um, yeah, the only thing I can really think of when he was stationed in Korea, um, he was having an I wouldn't say an affair, but he had a, a, a love romance with this woman. Um, I don't know if that turned ugly during the war or not. I, I don't have the honest clue, but that's the only thing I can really bridge with it. There's something going on, too, with, like, his actual dad is very political, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, he doesn't approve even of, like, Tick Atticus reading science fiction at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering, too, even if, like, he maybe has, like, a mixed-race baby or something, because Jordan Peele's definitely, ta- like, you know, touched on issues of, like, being in mixed relationships before with, like, Get Out and stuff. So it'd be interesting to see if it's something even, like, like that, if it's, like, more of a reckoning with his father at this whole thing. Like it, it could go in a million mm-hmm. different directions. I, I I love what we've seen so far though. And I do love the stuff with the family too. Like as chaotic as that scene is when the building falls down. I love that he sees like his ancestor that we've been talking yeah. about. And yeah. Kinda follows her out. That's a pretty cool touch. I thought mm-hmm. that's been a great meme for the past week, but um, you guys have anything else you want to touch on? Do you want to do some yes or no's? Do they say where Lovecraft Country is? Like, I mean, did I miss that? Is it out east? Like Massachusetts? I thought it was in... <sighs> no, I'm just a real bad host. I don't know. No, that. I mean, I should have <laughs> known that. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't know. I forget too. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it out by Salem? That sounds right. Maybe. I'll try and look that up. <sighs> I would just say that... Uh, Journey Smollett and I'm not trying to be misogynist here and also like also Jonathan Majors the two leads in this those are some pretty attractive well-built people they (laughs) also are acting their balls off all throughout these first two episodes Um, I thought the death scene with Uncle George and them at the end was really really top-notch acting like honestly 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, Josh, I'm happy you brought that up. Um, I think our main three characters. Uh, I mean, the main three get the first through the first two episodes between Letty, Tick, and Uncle George. They all three of them bring so much weight to every scene, and it's so entertaining. And um, God bless. I'm trying to think his name. Uh, who plays the dad? Michael uh, Williams. Michael Kenneth Williams. Or yeah, yeah, Michael yeah, yeah. Kenneth. He is just an HBO staple, and I love him so much. I mean, between The Wire and Boardwalk Empire, now this it's just so much fun to watch him act. But yeah, Jonathan Majors, Journey Smollett, and Courtney B. Vance just act their asses off in the first two episodes. So I'm excited to see where it goes from here. Do you think there's anything going on with like Letty and like her family? Because that's a big part of one of the episodes that we didn't talk about. I think. Uh, I think that was episode one. There's the whole dynamic with her sister and her brother, uh, both of whom are like darker skinned, which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and she's very not involved with her family. Like I was saying, I, I could see this evolving into the Lovecraftian horrors are like coinciding with like the family issues, right? Yeah. Like that kind of thing happening. Like the Lovecraft story could be a world, like a way to tell a story with family drama. Cthulhu is just daddy issues. Uh, at there the you end. go. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> right. And I hope to see more of uh, Courtney B. Vance, like you said, uh, Stevie. But I also hope to see more of his daughter, who is creating those comics. That has to be a whole story in its own. I hope so. Has to be. I hope they keep tying that in. That's pretty cool. There has there has to be some sort of payoff with that. Like why? put that much attention into it if it's just not going to be anything there has to be something to do with it but um do you guys think like the braithwites will still have like more to do in this show even after their kind of nefarious plans and i guess stepping into the garden garden of eden went sideways i hope not but maybe (laughs) maybe the daughter like will see her reappear i think I yeah. think something we'll retouch on, but I do think they're mostly decimated, right? Who survived? I mean, they've already tried this before, and they're trying it again. I have to think this is the last time they try to open the portal for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, it's just not working. At some point, someone's got to say, this isn't for us, guys. <laughs> this just, it's not for us. But, um, yeah. Want to do yes or no's? Yeah. Cool. Pat, take us away. Uh, yeah, I'll give both episodes a yes. I'm very invested in the series so far. HBO is on fucking fire. Like, I've been watching so much HBO Max recently between like that cult show that's on right now and that new documentary Class Action Park that just came out and this. Like, it's been my most watched streaming app. I am really excited about where the show can go. Like I said, it reminds me a lot of Watchmen. Um, so far, even like some of the contemporary references, like the Jeffersons and some of the music, all of a sudden it'll play something from like the 2000 <laughs> teens. You're like, whoa, this show is all over the place, but in a great way. That's what I mean when I say it's like very intense. Like there's a lot going on. We're probably going to miss a lot of the symbolism this first pass through if we keep doing these like two episode episodes, but I'm really excited to watch it and talk about it. Hard yes. Get on board the Lovecraft Country train. I love that you brought up the music, Pat. I love the title sequence song, Sinner Man, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. I know. I think you're editing this episode, Pappy. Maybe you could play that in the background. No pressure either way. 
but I'll give both these first episodes a yes. I this it kind of just puts you in a weird headspace. You don't really know what's going to happen next, and I think that's a really good thing. And I'm really looking forward to episodes three and four in our next pod, guys. Super exciting. Uh, yeah, I'll give both these episodes hard yeses. Uh, after the first five minutes of watching the show, I texted Pap. I said, you have to watch this show. It is absolutely incredible. Um, I think the acting is great. The writing is great. Even just little details like when uh, Tick uh, Tick's bus gets broken down on his way to Chicago and there's just him and another African-American woman standing on the side of the road as they're loading up this guy's pickup truck. And I, I say things about a lesser show, but a lesser show would have shown the interaction of, you know, hey, we can't take your, you know, a guy being horrifically racist and mean, but they just do a quick cut and it's just them walking. Uh, it's little things like that that makes me love the show and the writing. Music is great. Acting's awesome. And I hope we get more... I guess you'd call them little bottle episodes for the rest of the season and not just main set pieces. So, yeah, super pumped to talk about episodes three and four. Stevie, I love your example there because in my mind, I went to like the most awkward thing that I could think of. And it was like that guy only had X amount of room and all these white people looked around like, hmm, I wonder who shouldn't be (laughs) on the truck. And it's just (laughs) like all of a sudden they're walking by themselves like that's brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just little quick cuts like that that I think makes for great writing. And um, I'm kind of hoping for more dream sequences. I, I hope the first episode, the first part of the first episode, isn't all that we get. I hope we get a few more that, you know, maybe dig into Tick's past a little bit. From the war. Be, from the war. Let's I think it'd go. be a little interesting to dig into. Yeah, so. That is episodes one and two of Lovecraft Country. Pap, I know you hate oh, I'm when ready I to do go. this. I've been getting ready. I know you, I know you hate it. That's I why know I've been you quiet. hate it. I've been preparing uh, mentally. I, 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 I know you hate it, but we just got to do it. It's almost tradition at this point when I host an episode. But can you tell the audience what What's do we have coming down, down the, the line? Pi- I know the pipe, the line, uh, like the back of my hand. <laughs> uh, we have Never Ending Story just came out. Uh, then The Rock. Uh, will be our next big movie review and then another movie game uh we're gonna actually try and fit in like two or three more movie games over the course of september to get ready for spooky spoilers returning in october let's go lots of exciting content uh and then of course more lovecraft country uh probably two weeks out from the next one uh but listen to it right before uh episode uh, five to get ready to recap. So that's the niche we're in. I think a solid 45% of our Instagram audience followed us just for spooky spoilers. Whoa! So this is a really big stretch for us. <laughs> it, it, it's a big time of the year for us. This is sweeps week for spoilers. Thank you, listeners! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well... As always, I like to thank our audience for listening to us. And I, I say this all the time, but please, if there's anything you guys want us to spoil, please do. If it's weird, if it's just average, if it's your favorite movie, just tell us. We'll spoil it or try to fit it in somewhere. But uh, I am your host, Stevie. Thank you for listening. And that was Spoilers. Take it away, Spoilers Man. Spoilers Man.
Spoiler Man here. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. To do this, one, search for movie spoilers. Two, click on our orange spoilers bowl logo and scroll all the way to the bottom. Three, leave us some stars and some words. Now you can check us out on Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, Apple, and Google Podcasts. Perfect. So That's this, a fun app. Does this show end at like Halloween? Is that about oh, right? I don't know. Pappy Craft. Love Josh Country. <laughs> Love Josh Country. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely going to play me some Cinnamon. Oh, I love the piano going like left and right panning it's so sick did you have headphones on for it uh no but i will lovecraft country ost i actually have another like kind of freelance thing i have to do tonight otherwise i'd have volunteered but i can do we should throw this back and forth every other episode i'm down for that hell yeah I love the one there's like just like one YouTube video that has like all the music from the show, so I can just grab that. Oh yes, it's the best. But I'm not. I, I have been that. using Soundflower a lot more. Hey, sorry, I, we literally ended that episode at the perfect time. My ribs had nine seconds left when I hit stop. Perfect. <laughs> well, you get. Uh, do, you get just... do you need to go? Was that? Do you need to go? No, 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 no. Okay. I, I just. I, what do you mean? I didn't. I didn't know if you could take ten to your ribs. Oh no, no, no! Hey, it, it's are you different. making a folder or should I? Uh, I haven't made a folder yet, so I got distracted. Sorry, yeah. The I let my ribs sit for five minutes, and I put sauce on them and put a, I put them back in the oven for ten minutes. Corey's mystery band. So, Josh, are we doing two towers in November then? Probably January. Oh. <laughs> So I did far. love that part, that conversation and pod was funny. <laughs> timestamps, Lovecraft one and two. I don't know why timestamps are so funny. <laughs> what I was gonna say earlier is I've been using <laughs> sound. Yeah, I just saw that for the first time. <laughs> that Tommy Lee Jones one. <laughs> What's Soundflower, Josh? Thank you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's a thing where do you not have that? Um, uh. It makes it so Audacity can record whatever is playing on your computer. What? You can't actually what? hear it with your ears. Yeah, so I'll just play a YouTube video and instead of like trying to rip it on one of those shitty sites, I just like turn that on and it just plays through it. The bad part is it's like in real time. So a song will take, you know, three minutes, but I'll just like 
go do something else for a minute or whatever. See, this is what I need. A lot of it's awesome. A lot of it's awesome because like a lot of the quotes that are like seven or ten seconds long, it just takes ten seconds instead of like trying to do all that weird download shit. Yeah. See, that's kind of like what I use Hijack awesome. for, but... I was thinking I might just like line up. Here's a playlist of Lovecraft Country soundtrack. I'm gonna like record this, set it, forget it, come back, and then just specifically put in like Sinner Man and like the main theme. Yeah. Do you want me to make a folder for Lovecraft? We got it. Got it. Oh, Cinnamon, Cinnamon, Cinnamon. She's the strongest, though. I'm adding that to my master playlist ASAP. Where you going wrong to? That's a fun episode. That was spoilers.